It runs in your jeans. I'm sorry. I messed up the joke. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Yo, yo, yo. Holy crap. What a series. I'm glad to see more and more, you know, video games become actual media that is, like, made for everybody to take in I than know. just the video game community. Yeah, I'm glad, too. Actually, this is the... They're saying they broke the curse, but to be honest... Video game adaptions have never been good. It's just like people don't know how to handle it. Well, I mean, ever since Doom, it was kind of just like downhill Ever since from there. Doom, ever since like Super Mario Super Brothers. Mario Brothers, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even consider that one. I don't know. I like that one. I don't care what people say, but, but that's just It's me. everyone's opinions to that shit. So, it's John yeah. Leguizamo. You guessed it. Today's episode is about The Last of Us. Finally just finished. So we're now going to talk about... Our moments, our favorite things, things we disliked, liked, and uh, just kind of just bullshit on the whole topic. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think we're going to make points, not just bullshit. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just like, but yeah, I'm glad to actually talk about this episode. We might be a little late to the game, but you know, at least better late than never. Honestly. Definitely. And we definitely want to. Get down and dirty with this one. Yeah, this was one of the series that we said even before when it was first announced. We started talking about it on the podcast. And I think some people even found out through us because we were on top of it and uh, let people know. And really, really excited to just like kind of spitball a little bit about some of the episodes. And, you know, because Serge and I actually, we both did play through The Last of Us Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. the expansion which was also part of this the series. Yeah, they in included the one. DLC into that. So, and it was in the way that a lot of people play, where they stop at that certain chapter and they play the DLC and then go back to the regular game. Yeah, so that's basically how the season went. How most people play it that yeah. way. But, but yeah. you know, before we do anything, we get down and dirty with this. We gotta get on the tip. tip. The beer tip. What do you got today, Serge? Today, we've got Golden Road Rhinon Tropical IPA. There is actually a series of the Rhinons. Uh, we got the Tropical version. Uh, there is one called like Rhinon 10. And I keep forgetting what the other one's called. But I saw three on Total Wine. Uh, I actually... Um, I heard of the Rhinon 10. And i actually been selling that as a bartender to people. And I actually recommend that one. Even though I never drank it, I'm just saying like IP is the way to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but this was the tropical one, so I'm guessing like this is more of the citrus version of it. And I think the there might have been just, like a double. I think like a my, double. Maybe or yeah, maybe we have like a that? dip. I think they might be a dip version of it. But I definitely haven't seen this can. It's got a dog wearing a freaking tropical shirt, which is awesome. They're all outside like a pool and like looks like San Diego or some shit. And. uh I don't know, it just looks super... It does look like San Diego. Like a sunny, sunny day kind of vibes. Uh, Golden Road Brewing. This is a summer beer. Yeah, this is definitely a summer beer. It just shows you right on the front. Let's give this one a crack. Cool. Oh. Glad this one didn't explode. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. Ooh, fruity. Mm, yeah, really fruity, really fresh. It's Dude, like, I'm getting right off the nose. It's just a lot of guava. It's it's reminding me of uh, the guava midnight that they made. Yeah, kinda right. 
It's kind of like the guava. Wait, from Golden Road? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> the guava, uh, media no- or like medianoche guava or something like that? Uh, something think... something like that with guava. Yeah. Wasn't that like a variation of the uh, mango cart, but they put the guava? I think so, yeah. Was it called guava? I mean, I know it's guava, but was yeah. it guava midnight? I think it no, was. Maybe, maybe that's noches. I thought it was called guava cart or some shit. No, there's, because they have, it's not part of the mango cart series. I know yeah. that much. Okay. It's its own thing, but it is fruitier like one of those. So I see how you could get it like confused with the whole series because that whole series was just like fruits and stuff. Yeah. Fruit Definitely. cart stuff. But this one. Yeah, it does really taste like It's it. giving me those vibes. I can't even really tell it's an IPA. Yeah. It's a little tarty. It's it's more tart than it is like, I want to say hoppy. Yeah, exactly. Huh. This is interesting. Interesting. Yeah, for a uh, 7.2, I didn't think this would be as <laughs> light, almost. Uh, yeah, this feels like a 6. feels like a 5, like a 5.2. I don't know, I could still get some of the alcohol. On the here. very back end, like you feel it at the pit of your stomach kind of deal, you know? <sighs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I got it on top of my nose. For sure. Or the alcohol. So, let's move forward, man. What you got? You want to talk about the... Uh... You got a lot of dead space. I just noticed that. That's fine. Ah, get it? <laughs> yes, dead space. So, I mean, we could say a lot of things uh, between the game and then this one. And there's some things that they took straight from the game. And they taken things like, you know... A different approach, but what I would say, um, this is this has been a show that's been developed since like 2020, but I think the pandemic kind of like altered that. But I did hear from um, Craig Mason, who's like the developer and the writer for this, who is also the writer for Chernobyl, that in his podcast he said that he was devel- developing it, and that's how I learned that they were making The Last of Us. Uh, a show, so I was like excited. I was like, "Oh shit! Like this guy's gonna make it!" Like, all right, <laughs> yeah, you know. And I think his method of going about it. Uh, obviously, he talked to Neil Druckmann about it and asked him a bunch of questions. And I guessing from those questions, he just wanted to know more about this world, and they wanted to expand it. Neil was the producer, right? Yeah, and he was also yeah. Both of them are the developers and also the producers of this show. So it was like a collaboration between the two and stuff. So, yeah, I'm guessing like there was just a lot of back and forth between having to do this. And and to like a lot of people's surprises, uh, especially like the main cast, they were like, the story is fine as it is. Like, why do we need to make it into a TV show? But, you know, they just signed on to it and said like, okay. And, you know, some of the cast members are also involved in here. So we'll talk about that. And honestly, this show, this show already had like a good story going for it. And then just the expanding of it just enhances it like even more. You know, even if you haven't played the games, you'll still enjoy it. And, yeah. you know, if you're hearing us talk about it, we will spoil the game for you. Um, And it's pretty similar to like what you saw on the TV show, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was even a competition where people, I think it was, 
the company itself was promoting this thing where like you could do a screenshot of the game mm-hmm. and a screenshot of the show and compare the two. Yeah. And like the best ones would oh, win really? or whatever. I didn't know about that. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, like a whole crazy. competition going on, but like that's how similar it is to the game and I feel like for gamers that's really important to get, you know, a lot of the um definitive moments and the moments that really make the game clearly portrayed and kind of translated exactly from what you saw to um what you see on screen uh in the show for example like the giraffe scene you know like that whole scene was was really epic but i mean like (laughs) well i mean it was technically fake but we'll get into that all right (laughs) you thought the giraffe was fake okay so but look the like scenes like that it was just uh it was like you remember that from the game and it just sparks that moment when you first saw it you know so I thought that was really cool. And then, you yeah. know, for people it's, watching it for the first time, it's like, oh, shit, you know exactly what they felt like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely, like, a lot of people that felt, after watching the show, they felt exactly the same way, like, gamers felt after playing the game, you know, like that. Wait, that's it? And they just like, oh, and they just want more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't want to say they rushed some portions, but there was some things that i wish they would have shown ellie do when you were playing as her in, yeah. in the story of the game and i remember say, watching yeah. like towards the end of it you know um i think one of the producers from the game was saying that when he was reading the script of it of the the storyline of the game like you actually start playing as ellie and i think that's one of the reasons that he wanted to make the game was because you're not in the typical role that you usually would be like now you're in a role where it's like you're more vulnerable in a way and that makes it more difficult for the player you know um talking in a video game context in this it's more of like the drama of it all like the drama that she's on her own and she has to survive on her own and make the choices that are going to keep her friend alive you know so yeah pretty much yeah but yeah yeah this is basically just all drama like you can't really, like, shoot everything as a video game. Like, that would be kind of weird, you know? Yeah. And I think some of those changes really just make the show as a TV show format and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, do you have any scenes in mind from the video game um, that you wish were in the show? I can't think of it right now. But, um, oh, you know, we'll get to that. Um, What I wanted to talk about is, like, how do you feel like about the characters? Do you think they justify like every respective role that we're supposed to play? Honestly, like they did a really good job of casting everybody. Um, there's a few people that was just like, I don't know if I believed the the whole performance, but towards the end of it, it's like it does. He does sell it, and the person I'm talking about is the one that was in charge of. The site, the other camp that ends up uh, trapping Ellie. The, the leader or one of yeah, the... one of the leaders. I think his name was John or I don't know something like that. Dave, the one that like basically imprisons Ellie. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about um. I'm thinking about David. Is that it, the guy? It, well, I'm. He's the cannibal what, guy. Yeah, the, the cannibal guy. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that that guy. dude, the the way like. 
that whole situation turned out, it was like it. I felt like it could have been a little more intense, you know, um, because uh, in the game it, it felt intense. really intense, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it felt more intense than the show, you know. Yeah, like the the show still captures a lot of the um, actual things that you see in the game, but I feel like uh, I don't know, man. Just the fact that like that part of the game was fucking hard you know yeah it was that's what i was telling uh because my sister was watching the last two episodes yeah and then you know they never played the game and then they were at that part where they're at the diner or that uh steakhouse or whatever and i was like i hate this part of the game it's like why because yeah. like you literally have to like creep crawl up on, on them fours. and wait what yeah you like have to crawl you have to crawl around behind the counters and like stay yeah really you low. have to like avoid the freaking the di- the broken dishes on like the on the floor and if you step on it, like, he knows where you're at. And then not only that, um, pieces of the roof started falling down, right? Yeah, but like that doesn't, like, really like interact with, like, the whole gameplay. Yeah. It was, um, just, it was just, like, the background. That's it. Like, you could have stayed there as long as you could have stayed there for 10 hours and it would still be burning at the I same mean, rate. I <laughs> mean, but that character, like, in the game was mm-hmm. a lot, I feel, creepier. Yeah, I think his look is creepier, but... I'm saying um, the guy who portrayed it was yeah. just as creepy, but it was just more. There was just something about him that was just like slimy, like he was much more slimier than. Well, the you could tell he was keeping guy. secrets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I think that's what I'm saying. Like at the beginning, when you first meet him, you're like, ah, I don't believe this guy would be. You know, at the end when you I see the res- result. <laughs> yeah. But then once you once that finale scene happened, it's like okay, yeah, like yeah, he's you definitely see, yeah. selling that character. You know. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, I would say, like, there were some things that I didn't believe about him. Not, not like, his performance. It's just, like, as a character because he mm-hmm. said he was, like, a teacher or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, I don't think he was a teacher. I think he's just saying he's a teacher just like, to, like... teacher, preacher? Just to, like... so it fucking yeah. rhymes? <laughs> exactly. So I think, I think he just wanted that trust, you know, because teachers are, like, lo- very loyal. No, not loyal. Um... Well, it's like then it, it, he went from one position of power to another. Yeah, yeah, it's you know a position of power and also a very trustworthy uh, role. Yeah, in that sense, because you're trusting someone. Yeah, you're trusting someone to like you know teacher chilling. It's like oh, he's coming from a yeah. good heart or whatever. But you know, it's a uh, he was a slime ball. He was yeah. a creep and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's definitely. slime balls everywhere, you know. But <laughs> definitely, when you're in a position of power and you're using your slime ballness to just do weird shit and you know eat people and stuff like that that's yeah. a, that's a different that's level a, yeah. you know what i'm saying of being a slime yeah, that's actually like, a good one for the but i mean in that in that world that they're in it's like it's already filled with a bunch of scumbags and slime balls like that's how all those people survive you yeah. know so but definitely i mean I just, uh did you uh what what's your thoughts on just pedro portraying as joel so this is what i want want to get into is like yes like we all we kind of agree that everybody did a pretty good job portraying the characters, but who portrayed their characters the best? I think, and I feel like when it comes to Pedro, like, like I there were some part there were some parts with Pedro where I didn't believe. I I could have sworn like towards the end, he kind of lost like the accent. Yes. You know what that I mean? is one thing, like, and this is the whole thing: is a lot of people are just hypnotized. Like, a lot of people on TikTok are just hypnotized by the fact of like all the reels and stuff that people yeah. be making about him. And like, 
He's the as Mando, daddy. as Mando, <laughs> you know. But like the thing is, they hired him for the reason of he knows how to do action shots. He knows how to shoot guns. He knows how to do rolls, He's, do dives. Yeah, he knows how to act physically. I yeah. think that's his like best uh, aspect. So his acting. when when he was acting and he was in fights and doing physical things as Joel, that's when I believed he was Joel. Mm-hmm. When he was kind of doing his lines and kind of just like. <laughs> I, it wasn't a hundred percent there for me, but definitely his physical kind of language of how he cared about Ellie, like what he did when he moved in positions of someone was trying to hurt Ellie and he would stand in front or like be the one like that's the kind of yeah that kind of leadership that confidence and almost like defensive uh physical fucking yeah he's he was you know? riled up. He would he get gets, riled up. He would like start huffing. Yeah, I think and, like, the best part and... is when he gets mad, or you know, yeah. when that rage comes out, because he really does know how to like emote that anger really well. Exactly, sure. and th- and that's what I want to say is like that's the moments where I I believe that's that's Joel, that's his character yeah. right there, like getting <laughs> in that moment, exactly. and killing the, you know, like getting really like for example, the scene outside when they're all running and then he and en- they end up confronting the um, officer from earlier. That's carrying the M16 or, right? Yeah. The assault the, the rifle. Guy he met, yeah, for the drugs. Yeah. And then he goes and he aims the gun and then she puts her hands up and then like he just freaking goes out and like turns around and just like starts whacking the shit out of his face. Yeah. He, he went like, he went beast mode on that and stuff. But I like how like just the, um, the little details on it is how, you know, in movies like you punch someone, obviously it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But in this, like, it took, like, a couple episodes to actually get healed. For his arm to actually get healed. Because you could kind of still see... Or he was, like, you know, uh, tending to the wounds. And then it was still red and stuff. So, that was, like, the most realistic part of, like... The series? Of the series. That that they they had that... That their, like, physical, um, like, cuts and wounds were carried over episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, like, with the wound that he had. And obviously, that told history. You know, and that's actually new from the game. That's like that. I don't think that was from the game. Like when he explains to her about the scar, because mm-hmm. he literally just like I think that was just like the last piece of them having to bond and actually get as close as they mm-hmm. need to. When he actually opened up, said like, "Oh, like right after uh, Sarah died, he wanted to kill himself." Yeah, and it, and in the beginning of this uh, first episode, you just see like, oh. Like, how'd you get that scar? And it's like, oh, gunfight. It's like, uh, did you miss? Uh, it's like, oh, he missed? It's like, yeah. It's like, did you shoot him? It's like, I missed too. And then, yeah. you know, it was misleading, but, you know, he m- literally missed. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah, it, it was just him having to explain how deep in pain did, he is. Did you believe that monologue? Like, did you believe that those lines that he was saying? Like, do you feel yeah. like he sell- sold them? Yeah, because he felt like he was, like, deep on it. Yeah. This is something new that we didn't see in the game. So this is all Pascal, you know, yeah, doing it, doing that scene. I think in the game he said it was Raiders or something? No, he never. they never mentioned it. They never it mentioned it? Yeah. It's like I said, they never mentioned it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, I, I think he did do a good job of portraying Joe, but like I said, there was some lines that he kind of he wasn't a hundred percent with i feel like yeah doing the texas accent 
and just the way that like the Texas accent was good like in the first couple episodes, but then I feel like he kind of like it. It sounded more like um, Pascal just doing Pascal. Well, I think of the bar scene, you know, when he meets his brother. Yeah. You know, I I actually feel like his brother did a a lot better job of doing a Texas accent. Yeah, right? He kept up. <laughs> he kind of he kind of did do a better accent than him. I felt like when they were in the bar and they he, yeah. they were like pouring whiskey with each other, right? Yeah. Like okay. I kind of believed I, I was like, yeah, he's from Texas, but when when you hear Pe- like he, it's just because he has a deeper tone and I feel like he doesn't say much so he kind of just tried to put the twang in where he could fit it in <laughs> but his brother did have some longer lines some longer dialogue so yeah and he kept it consistent yeah 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 um that was played by gabriel luna um also i really appreciate that they uh made a mexican brother made him yeah i think i mean hispanic would be much more safer to say <laughs> but yeah i'm guessing maybe they're from latinos Mexico. latinos from Texas, yeah. I, I would like to know their little history there. <laughs> but well, I mean, it, well, this is the thing: is yeah. originally in the game, it was They're two white. white dudes. Yeah, you know. So, and they also changed Sarah's um, ethnicity too. She's like half black. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I thought that was cool. I thought that was a cool twist. And uh, I mean, obviously, that was that's for the whole movement right now of like getting everybody involved and I'm all for it. That's fucking dope. Yes, you know, diversity is it, cool. It's not like it, it changed the whole, you know, really spectrum of everything. I think what, what it really did, matters is just like the performance and they could like, you know, pull that shit through. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, one thing I would say though is in the very first episode, like in the pilot of this, mm. There is a lot of, I feel like, chaos that and suspenseful parts that they kind of could have done more. And they kind of could have shown, I feel, a lot more infected, like people that have already kind of been infected and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's been, there's, no, that complaint is totally valid because a lot of people have been saying, like, we wish it could have seen a little bit more infected. But I'm guessing it must have been for, like, budget reasons and stuff. But I think the point of the story was, like, it's not really about the infected. It's literally about, like, the humanity and, you know. And of the characters. Of those characters and the very few people that are, you know, there on Earth. Yeah. What yeah. other characters, I mean, there would you say that did a good job? I mean, I Ellie, think. Uh, Bella, who played Ellie. I think she did the best. She did the best. Because a lot of people have been shitting, like, in the beginning, like, oh, she doesn't even look like her. It's like, bro, just give her a fucking chance. Attitude was there. 100%. Some of her, her voice was there. And some, in certain lines, I kind of, like, kind of heard, like, um, Ashley Johnson's voice. Like, yeah. You know, like, like, that same pitch. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, it's yeah. kind of dissolved. Like, <laughs> really. Yeah, it did kind of sound like her. And I mean, just, like, she nailed the attitude. And uh, by the time it was her episode when she was saving Joel that one episode mm-hmm. you could tell she was fully like comfortable with all the all the guns and stuff like that um when she was hunting so you kind of yeah. just can see that whole thing like that whole that whole episode was very interesting and i think that really showed i mean that's back to the episode with the cannibals and stuff like that but that episode really showed her acting ability you know yeah um it really and did. 
man, just the fact like that whole part where she's stabbing him. Yeah, that was extended. Like, I felt like that was such a good moment for her because nobody really like saved her. You know, she saved herself. Yeah. In a situation. And it's like almost empowering to see that and just kind of see that rage filling through because, you know, um, in that episode, the, David and her do have a talk and then he's literally saying like, you're just like me. Like you have a violent heart, you know? Yeah. And it's not just like um, she's with Joel and, you know, she's only seen what, seeing him through his actions and stuff. I think she kind of had like that rage or that tendency even before she even met him, you know, because she's an orphan. She has nowhere to go. People constantly leave her, and then she has, like, all this rage and all this anger, and she doesn't know where to, like, project that shit, you know? And at any given moment, she could just lose Joel, and, you know, like, she'll be alone, and, you know, you can't really output those emotions anywhere, you know? And she doesn't even know that Joel was, like, nowhere to be, uh, nowhere near her. So, you know, she's just, like, a complete... She's completely like vulnerable, but also like vulnerability. When you're at your most vulnerable, you're at your most dangerous. Yeah, because sense. at that point, it's like fight or flight, you know? Yeah, and exactly. She's fucking fighting the shit out of Yeah, the survival um, of the fittest, indeed. What did you think about the leader of the Fireflies? Because that was Marlene? an actual. Yeah, Marlene. Yeah. That you know was what? an actual actor that. Yeah, like she, she knows this character the best, so, you know, I didn't have any problem with her. The one thing I, I would c- complain. Is that um, in the pilot, in the first episode, she, I think she gets shot in the gut, but she doesn't even look like she's fucking hurt. Like, she's tough. Go back. <laughs> she's tough. I don't believe man. it. I was like, tough. dude, you look like you got shot and you're like standing up straight. You're not like kind of weaving over and being like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> but... It, uh, when it came to like the scene at the end, uh, obviously the spoilers, where uh, Joel shoots her like, and then she's like down like that. I believe you know because yeah. she already enacted this uh, in the game. But I'm guessing because like in no 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 wait she was shot in the game too. She was actually hurt, but honestly she did everything she did. She did a good job overall, especially with the scenes we haven't seen before with her meeting uh, Ellie's mom or, you know, you kind of believe that there was history between them and it kind of hurt her to like, you know, uh, put her out, put her out of her misery. And, you know, she, she did, she, she basically did more than she, um, was asked to do, um, and, you know, this added scenes just felt like, oh, this is, you're playing the same character and you're doing extra scenes with her, basically. Because yeah. she's not in the game for that long. For Well, I mean, but but she is in the game. She is the yeah. the moving, she's the motor of the story. She's yeah, kind she's of the, the one motivating yeah. everything. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, she definitely played that part well. The leadership factor definitely there. The action part, the way she took out Ellie's mom was mm-hmm. gangster. It was sad. <laughs> but it was just like she knew what she had to do. Yeah. She, and it was kind of Yeah, and it like, felt like you did. It, it felt like 
it wasn't the first time she did it. Like she just like exactly like okay, you, she took a moment and then she just did it yeah, real quick. She's like, this is the attitude that she has is the reason that she's the leader of the fireflies. Yeah, because she's willing to take action and like, but in that moment, you notice she was willing to sacrifice her friend. She was hesitant. She was willing to do it. Yeah, and then at the end of it, when it comes to sacrificing Ellie, she wants to sacrifice Ellie. Yeah, that was the bookend of that episode. I could totally get that because you do, you do see like yeah, this is what's necessary. So she has to do like that rash decision right there. Yeah, and, and then know? also with Ellie, it's like this is what's necessary. Like we have yeah. to do this. The only thing is, uh, just like was what I hate, um, is it all comes to Ellie, but. They never give her much to like make that decision to actually like pull through because you don't really get to. Oh no, they didn't tell her because she's a kid. So like that was. I don't, I don't think that's an excuse. I, I, think I don't. I, per- I don't think so either. Yeah. But I feel like because they the benefit outweighed the means of it in their eyes, and they probably thought to themselves like, if we tell her, she's probably gonna fight us on this. But if we just like say this has to be done, she's not gonna question it treat her like a kid then we're gonna be able to do this no problem yeah i guess you're right but i mean it would suck that if they do went with it and not telling her that and if it doesn't work that's really on them (laughs) yeah and i think that was the whole thing that joel didn't want to even risk that part you know and he was just even questioning why they would do it if she doesn't want to like at the end of the day joel didn't want that shit to happen you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's he, why he bonded over her, and then obviously it's reasonable because it. No, it's also interesting because uh, when it came to the game, they literally asked like people. There's like a there's like a stats between this like um, where they ask them like, "Do you think Joel did the right thing?" And people that said that said that he did the wrong thing are people that don't have kids. And the people who actually like our parents and play the game, they say like they're one hundred percent behind Joel on yeah. his decision and stuff. I mean, so it's pretty interesting. Honestly, in, I really feel that, that at the end of it, like they should have tried to find a different way, you know, and, or what they should have done. I think there was a different. I think that was the only way. Well, I, but what I'm saying, but they also were ri- rushing it. But what they could have done is be like, you know what? Then how about if you ever die from natural causes, like we take your body, then we do the thing, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, like if you I, know you're about to die from natural causes, like you're 80 years old. And I don't you, think they're, I don't think they're thinking in that way because there's they're pressure. In the, it's in the, a pa- yeah. Cause it's a pandemic and yeah. there's all this like pressure. So it's like, Oh, we want this shit to be over. So, yeah. you know, if we have the solution, might as well get this ball rolling. That's fucked up. But yeah. That's the way I mean, rolls. that's, that's how cruel and cold this role is. You know? What other, uh, what other characters? Besides Marlene, um, Tess was okay. Out. Tess, yeah, the lady that played Tess, she was okay. Do you mm-hmm. know where she's from? No, she looked familiar. Uh, Mine Hunters. She was oh, the lady. Shit. Yeah, oh, she was the lady right. that helped oh, yeah, them out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who else? Um, I mean, to to me, those were the people that really stood out the most. Bill? And who can forget Bill? Bill <laughs> and that whole thing and the the liberty that they took with that whole situation. That yeah. I mean, they in the game, the actual game, Bill. He was you could tell he was like a survival 
type and you actually do spend a lot of time with bill in the game yeah. which you don't spend in the series like you never see joel and him actually like fight people together and shit which is what you do in the game mm-hmm. which i kind of i kind of that's one of my felt robbed yeah on that that's one of the things i will complain but also not be too mad about it because he did ask me like oh what was the thing in the game that you you wanted to see in the show I literally wanted to see Bill and Ellie like go back and forth with each other. Well, remember the introduction <laughs> to Bill was booby traps. Yeah. So you start finding booby traps around and you start like, oh shit, like I think this is Bill. And uh, he's like, just watch out because you would have to go as Joel and like undo the booby traps to get past them and stuff like that. Yeah. But the booby traps were meant for. Um, the infected. Yeah. Infected so, or trespassers. I don't, I don't know how many times they showed the infected actually get blown up by, by the booby traps. I think once. I think it's only once, but you have the option to like lure them in and then they could blow yeah. up. Yeah. So that whole thing is like him and it does kind of go into, and it really did go into detail when it was like the first day and he like created the fence and he like made yeah. the whole border and like went around to the hardware yeah, store. Yeah, you really and- go into his whole perspective and you know what he was doing at that time. And it was literally, it was a fucking fantasy. That's Dude, what it was. It was, it was a post apocalypse of fantasy. You have no one to worry about. You get to fucking get all this shit from that home was his Disneyland. And yeah, basically, no, he was, I, he was ready for it. Too. Honestly, like I, <laughs> I would want to do that shit too. You know, get like a fucking haul of using a fucking boat as a fucking trunk to like haul all this shit in and then use that and then go back home and then, you know, set your old fucking uh, fortress of solitude there. <laughs> I just thought that scene of when, when they like enacted martial law and they got everyone out of town. Yeah. And then you just see him come out of his hole <laughs> and just kind of look around. He's All like, right. it's on now, motherfuckers. <laughs> that shit was tight. And just like that whole thing with the traps that they did. That yeah. wasn't in the game. The trap with the saw? Yeah. I don't think that was in the game, it was it? in the game. <laughs> that was a fucking awesome idea, though. That shit was so cool. Yeah, I know. They just thought of like different ways of doing booby traps and um, shit. But and then the whole camera system and everything. Yeah, cool. that shit was fucking awesome. But I mean, like, originally in the game... When you read the letter, um, you find out that his partner left and ended up taking his own life, like, yeah, killing, like, committing was, suicide. Yeah, it was like a love and hate relationship. He died by suicide, and basically, like, it it uh it was because he didn't like Bill because Bill was so stuck in his ways, and he wanted to like go and explore. He wanted to make friends. Yeah. He wanted to try to like have a life. And Bill wasn't like that. He wasn't open to any of that. So he ended up going off like further away from town and basically like doing this thing. And you you end up finding him, you know, hanging inside of a room. And yeah. then you Bill finds a letter. Well, you find a letter for him, and basically, yeah, yeah. I I like how he's just like they just stop arguing, and then he's look, and then there's literally like a body there, and then he just says like. Is that a friend of yours? It's like, only that jackass who'll be wearing that stupid Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. And that was the kind but, of, but like this that. Is, yeah. Once, once you read, once you see that thing and then you like realize, holy shit, like this is a type of character in a video game I've never come across. He's like a crazy, like paranoid. doomsday paranoid prepper, but he's also gay. And he's also like has a partner, and his partner and them don't have this relationship, and it's just like, yeah, 
that like video games don't go that deep into human like inner like life and relationships you know what i'm yeah, saying exactly that was like a deep character um characterization of like any video game character that i've seen well i mean the, basically that whole game but this one was just like damn like that's like really deep you know but it, that's one thing i want to say though because when i say you pick up a letter and read it you get so much more of a backstory in the last of us if you pick up notes and letters and read them um for example there's this one uh when you're in a bank you end up going through a bank at one point and there's isn't that part two i think so but let's not talk about part two (laughs) uh, it was a part two yeah it was part two. oh shit okay i'm getting them confused but yeah yeah, no that like you read (laughs) letters and stuff like that and it tells you so much more about like the situation the story tells you where secret things are so i mean to the gamers out there they're going back and playing the last of us part one and two like definitely read all the notes because there's a lot of shit in there that you can get from even if it's like useless it still adds to like the lore, the, peop- of it. the lore, and also the people that used to live in the house, you know, because you go through houses and you read letters, and you're just like, "Oh damn, that that's kind of fucked up," you know. Well, it's like when Ellie goes, <laughs> and then you see her in that one scene where they're in the in that one girl's room, and she's like, "That's what they worried about: what shoes to wear the next day." Yeah, exactly. Like- it's just like one of those little things that you see, you see like uh, seeds of like the past, and you know they're just going through this world that's just been abandoned, and he's just like, "Oh." That's how she gets to learn about, like, the world of how it used to be and stuff. So it's, like... Through writing. It's, like, yeah. relics, yeah, really. Um, and I mean, I, now that you know, I think about it, that's why, like, books and stuff were yeah. so important to her character because that was her only connection to the past. Yeah, she learned... Yeah, exactly. And she learns about, like... Apparently, she learns about the infected books. That's how she learns about it. But yeah. in the real uh, uh application, like, you have to... It's a whole different like it's a whole different thing that she has that they have to do to survive. Um, oh, oh, this is from the game uh, when they read notes. Um, that part where you go through with Sam and Henry. Um, yeah. There's one part where you're underground and there was people that li- were living there and there was like a series of letters that were like, um, pretty much describing, like, oh, if it comes down to it just like lock yourself in the room with all the kids and stuff and then uh when i go into the room you see a bunch of little bodies and a big old body like right there mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh fuck that's just fucking dark and ellie and the kids they don't go in that room you as joel you only go into that room and then you get to witness all that shit and you're just like fuck this is fucking dark and literally that whole room was like fucking dark and shit but, that whole shit was fucking. Yeah, but I mean, there's also like a lot of dark implications with that, this game. That's I the mean, whole with thing. The show is, too. Yeah, well, like the that's the whole thing that I feel like really drew them to make a series about it because there's so many of yeah. these moments that dive into the humanity of the apocalypse after the apocalypse. Like, yeah. there's a lot of movies and stories and like uh, graphic novels probably that talk about you know one person's challenges through the apocalypse but it never kind of tries to portray or show you the many different avenues and things that could possibly potentially happen and did happen in this series you know like yeah um and and that's that's the crazy part about the last of us because it's not just about joel and ellie it's like 
about the whole world that they're living in and the type of cultures that, you know, like these rebel societies, like, you know, the, the fireflies and the Fedra and like that whole battle between them is kind of already talking about like society now in a way, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it's a reflection to what it says about us, really the human condition and all that. The human condition people, uh-huh. the human condition. You want to take a short pause? Um. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's take a pause. And we're back. Clap, clap, clap. All right. What do we leave off on? Uh, we just finished characters, and then we would. No, no, no. What did we say last? We said what? like human condition. Human condition. All right. We'll leave off on human condition. Ready? Three, two, one. Human. Three, two. I'm not doing this. Just bit. do Can it. Just, <sighs> just do the bit. Great. Three, two, one. Human, human condition. condition. So. Moving forward, I think the <laughs> human so condition dumb. on the characters is majority of them played their roles very well. Ellie, I think, stood above the rest. Um, and now you want to get into the comparisons between the game and the yeah, the new series? changes that they did for the TV show, which is a big thing that gamers uh, realize, or I mean, they of course they notice and. Yeah, I actually appreciate it. Well, let's crack it open. Let's crack into it. Let's crack into it. So, I just want to say this is one of my favorite ones. Should we just, like, do a top two or whatever we remember? I mean, of, like, the situations from the game or the the Just the new changes. The top two changes? I don't know if you... Could you tell the changes or no? Um, I could because I played it recently, so... I could tell some of the changes, like the biggest change to me. Well, besides Bill, but yeah. Was just the whole, the neighbor, like them introducing the neighbors in the beginning. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, like that was never in there. And then Bill, the whole change with Bill's relationship, basically. What do you, what do you like about the neighbor ones? Because obviously like they, you don't get to see them in the game, but they know they're attacking you. I think that it was it it shows that the connection and the acceptance of the two cultures because the neighbors were white and they right. were like mixed and Mexican and to me that was like they they get along like they're cool like that's awesome you know I, and then I, just shows like the yeah. humanity between like they did have a connection that was obviously deeper than being neighbors yeah like they were their friends and there for each other and i it looked like they looked after um sarah when she would come home from school yeah it did it did seem like that there was like that uh familiarity and whatnot and i at well the what i want to say about that is because that shows that um in that moment joel had to make the decision to take out his neighbor that person that he had the connection with yeah and he did it to save his brother and his you know and uh, Sarah, his daughter. So it just kind of showed that Joel was ready to do anything um, at that moment uh, until he obviously came face to face with the Fedra agent. Yeah, exactly. Um, another change in that same episode, I would say that. Um, what's his name? Uh, Tommy doesn't get arrested. Uh, in fact, like. He's coming home from a contracting job and then, you know, he 
Joe goes off and does something. It's not really explained in the game, but in the TV show, his reason to go out is because of Tommy. And you know shit was going down because Tommy got arrested for uh, hitting a guy because apparently, like, he assaulted a woman. And that tells you, like, oh, like, it's already starting. Like, the guy that he had assaulted the woman, he was infected. Yeah. And he didn't know, so he just, like, act rationally, act like a hero. And that's another thing. He's also, like, an ex-veteran. Well, he's a veteran. Yeah. You know, so he has, like, that righteousness of, you know, protecting others just like Joe has. But, you know, he goes about it in a different way and stuff. So I, I think that was actually a really good change. Or, no, it was more of an added change of anything. I like that change. I you know what, you know what's a big added change. It's a small one to me. I mean, I think thinking over the whole series and all the graphics and everything, but it made a fucking <coughs> huge impact in the beginning. Was uh, the plane that went down? Yeah, and crashed. Because I think in in the first one it was a it was a train, or something like it that. It was a train. It was like a it was a car. Or something it was like? a car was that a- hit him. And if you pay attention to the episode, the car almost hit him, but it didn't quite hit him. Uh-huh. And then gamers will see like, oh, that was the car that was supposed to hit us. But then something else happened, and that's how they got to it. Yeah, um, but when it was one of the motors crashed. that hit them and then hit the truck. Yeah, that's yeah. That when the yeah, plane crashed, the that was that was epic, man. And I'm like, bro, that, that's where all that the theatrical. budget went in there. <laughs> yeah, the, honestly, like that whole scene right there was crazy. But it just made it seem way more bigger than. You know, well, in the game. Well, not so. only that, but I think like they could have probably saved a lot of budget by not using a hundred percent real actors with like suits and stuff like that. Like yeah. it probably would have been easier to copy and paste a few of the zombies around, you know? What like you, you wouldn't like, be able to tell when CGI? it's dark, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of mix it in. I don't know, but CGI also does cost money too, but prosthetic is pretty expensive, but I, I mean, they like wanted it would something be more, real. a lot more expensive. Yeah, they just wanted something real and something that was like realized, you know? Because well, it was just CGI. You. It's just like, oh, might as well be like um, computer graphics that they use in video games. So, the what was it? The the clicker, the big clicker, the bloater. Yeah, the bloater. Yeah. When he came out of the ground, that whole guy, he was, he was a uh, an actual person, and yeah. he had like all kinds of makeup and stuff on him yeah he was he was combined of makeup and visual effects on him that was pretty actually pretty cool yeah dude that was one of my favorite parts of the series i think when that fool came out of the ground (laughs) and like went and ripped some dude's head open i'm like honestly i was waiting for that to happen but i hated that it happened to be that guy because that guy was actually cool and that's the and that's the guy that actually plays Tommy in the real game. Yeah, that's what the, I was going to say. Game, that yeah. plays Tommy in the real game. That's it. what Rox is telling me. So, yeah. I mean, but that whole part Perry. was tight. Uh, Perry. Well, I mean, just other changes that you think you noticed. Like... Well, one of the, I mean, other changes that I noticed was just, um, I mean, they didn't. you didn't spend as much time in the residential area than I thought you would have. Like, in the series, I think it was only one episode. They were in the residential area. Yeah. You know, but, like, in a lot of parts of the game, you're either in the main city or, like, in residential areas. Yeah. So... Well, in this one, I feel like they were more, like, in the countryside. Yeah. You know? So, I don't think we get too much of that. Um, 
there was one change that was actually really big uh, that I noticed, that, and they even talked about it, was originally in the game, there was a way that you, you come up to the tunnel, and then you basically had to go through the tunnel. Remember? Yeah, the big tunnel. Yeah. The big tunnel, and then, but in this one, they ended up cutting around. So, um, I think they did that because of the budget. So, like, if we have to do this whole tunnel scene, like, that's going to yeah. take a huge chunk of the budget. Uh, speaking of that, after they come out of the tunnel, they go into a residential area in day in daytime. But in this one, like you said, they, they cut around. It's it's also, it's still a um, residential area, and it's nighttime. But there's like a sniper, and then you learn the sniper worked with um, Henry and Sam on this one. And, you know, he already takes out the sniper. And, you know, you have Joel, like, protecting, like, all of them uh, using their sniper rifle. Yeah. As opposed to, like, um, protecting them from infected and hunters. The hunters are actually replaced by, like, a resistance group that overtook Fedora. Right. And now they have like this whole group with um the guy who you know. Well, in that area, in. I think that was part of the game. Yeah, they. Yeah, that did. wasn't yeah. it. Yeah, if you know, if we realize that shit. Yeah. And they also combine uh, one part of the game with that where they're getting chased and there's a tank going right behind them, as opposed to going like in the highway. They're like in that residential area, so yeah. they kind of combined that part too. So it was like a little small details into that. Um, I mean, speaking on like changes, uh. Like on that first episode and like that second half, I really like how they come into agreement with um, because Joel and Tez are actually trying to like find a car battery, or yeah, some the car shit. battery. And in this one, they find they go in, they go in there, and you know, they walk into like a standoff, and obviously, you see Marlene and the other uh lady there. And then they have this whole tense situation like, oh, if you do this for us, we'll return the favor, you know. And that's mm-hmm. when they exchange Ellie and all this shit. Yeah. So, like, it was right there and then that they just, like, did the deal as opposed to, like, uh, like kind of fucking, Ro- fucking Robert. Like, um, that's the guy they were trying to fight. Robert, like, oh, what what if we go against, like, a Firefly? And then Tiz is like, that's a stupid fucking idea and shoots him. And then, like, oh, great. We have to find Marlene. And then Marlene's right behind him, co- coincidentally. Yeah. But, you know, as opposed to that, you get to see this, the aftermath. And then Marlene is there. And then the whole exchange is like, it's right there and then. And it's just like, oh, shit, that was much, that was way more smoother. And I liked it. I mean, I, I did like that exchange because it, it speeds up a big part of it. And mm-hmm. honestly, um, a lot of that part of the game is you learning to maneuver. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Basically. Like get up and that down, like, like around stuff, like yeah. training stuff. So it skipped all that. So that's cool. Like I'm I'm cool with that. But I mean, as far as, you know, like the biggest one, like I said, like the relationship that they had with Bill and then like um, just the intensity of the scene with um, Ellie when she was by herself was really uh, different from the actual game, you know? Yeah. And it, I mean, it's small and I feel like they did take their artistic choices to make it you know budget friendly one especially for the fire scene and then two yeah. also um be because let me tell you this much for that whole thing that's a very risky portrayal 
for live t like uh live action live like no 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 not live action but like for national television right do you feel me like yes it's a video game and people that play video games know that you could get away with a lot crazier things because it's animated mm-hmm. versus in the movies but the thing is like when they're tackling that situation of bill and his whole relationship if they would have shown that on like what actually happened and like dove deep into that yeah you're right yeah that would have been it wouldn't have been a sweet episode like yeah. them <laughs> it was it wouldn't have been a romeo and juliet episode yeah exactly. it would have been like very like intense and uh dramatic and violent i feel like and like just a not a good vibe episode you know yeah it, yeah cuz the rest of the episodes are like really condensed down to violent and dark <laughs> i would say and just having one more is just like let's just take a breather and really this is a show about like um both neil and craig actually said that oh what this show is really about it's about love yeah you know and the whole in the game the whole takeaway of that whole section of um of bill was that this is a reflection of joel if he doesn't like doesn't open up his heart to anything and just mm-hmm. keeps himself closed because bill was a close person and stuff you know and in the show like obviously they took the opposite approach and you know bill got he gets to have like his happy ending and you know it's a it's nice because like in this world you don't really get happy endings but in this one like the best that they could they actually got like a really um it's something that was very fitting, yeah, I feel you know. Like it was yeah, an honest portrayal because it was a happy ending that everyone had to equally work towards. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, and then with this one, the takeaway is like, protect the one that you love, like no matter what. You know, yeah. and he and as as opposed to like having to just see like someone like being all like closed off, is in this show it shows him the opposite. Like, oh, this guy's telling you like, you know. You and I, guys like you and I, we we got to like buckle up and you know like take care of the person that we love. And obviously, he was referring to Tess. Yeah. But now that he doesn't have Tess, it kind of feel like he fell. And then the next closest thing is like Ellie, you know. And I think that's like the big motivation of like what makes him like do that decision of what he did at towards the end of the um of the story of this season and stuff. So. Like every, every, every um people that they encounter that they work with, it's always it's like a. It's a step forward into like what makes Joel, do what he does and get closer to Ellie and you know just remind himself like what, love is or what it is to like protect the people that you love. I mean, looking at it from a perspective of, story writing. You can see the relationship that Ellie is trying to transpose, like the point of Ellie's character and why it's um, reflecting his daughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that whole connection and his loss of his daughter, he's obviously trying to fit that piece in. But we've seen movies about this, you know, before. We've seen stuff that has to do with like storylines that kind of have that same meaning but it's different when it's an apocalyptic situation Mm -hmm. 
and every situation you come across is life and death. That's the difference between this series and a lot of other movies and books and stuff out there. Yeah. Is because it really just puts it on the line of like this doesn't happen, then one, either hum like our chance to save humanity is gone. Two, I now lose this friend that I've, you know Yeah. It's a very complicated, dedicate um yeah, very delicate and also very complex decision that he's yeah. put himself into really yeah but it's like oh it's crazy um yeah one thing that we didn't talk about is um sam and henry and then the whole yeah kansas city and all that um they actually chose a younger actor for that yeah the whole thing and um in the in the in the story from the video game it's a they're like around the same age. Him and Ellie are around the same age, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. In the game, they're around the same age. Yeah, it seems like it. In but this one, he's younger. Basically, they're your map through the city. You yeah. Know? So they they know how to get around and everything like that. So you kind of follow them. They help you out and get past all the all the crazy people that are basically have t- already taken over Fedra. So, um, I mean, look. That whole episode is dark, and it's really like <laughs> I think it, it. I I like that they did the change with like the with Henry, oh, uh, Sam, and they made him a uh, uh, he made him deaf, like a deaf younger. actor. Yeah, it's cool, but also it makes it a little bit more sadder. It does. You know what I mean? I'm just like it does make it a lot sadder. It's better, but it's worse. <laughs> but I mean, it also kind of also I feel. Um, ties into the story because yeah. when he turns yeah. he doesn't attack Ellie he's he's facing the opposite way yeah so he can't hear so like immediately when she moves in front of him that's when he starts attacking oh, I didn't even think about that yeah that's crazy because in the game he does the exact same thing but he's like oh wouldn't he attack Ellie by now but now that I know now that they made the deaf character it makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah, because he tur- he turned in the like a middle of the night. He's she said she wasn't gonna go to sleep. She ended up going to sleep, and then uh, when she tried to see what was wrong with them, that's when he like started attacking her. Oh, shit. So I mean, that's a, that's a whole yeah. that that was a good twist too. That was you a good know, twist, yeah. And it it was cool to also be inclusive in that manner and have somebody on board. You know, so. They're making it all-inclusive as well, like, with that episode. And the fact that it was a younger actor is just, like, even more of a challenge for him to kind of step into that, you know, knowing, yeah, it, knowing exactly what's going to happen yeah, to him. Yeah, it must have been really much of a challenge for him. But he, it seemed like he actually enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, from what I saw from behind the scenes. That's awesome. Yeah, from behind the scenes, it seemed like he was, like, um, with him and his interpreter, it seemed like... Um, like he really did had a good time, and then also the girl that plays Ellie, um, uh, Bella actually like learned how to do like uh, ASL mm-hmm. as well. So he's just like, oh, it's a learning experience. But yeah, it seemed like it seemed really cool. I again, like it was better, but also it made it worse. <laughs> yeah, it made it a lot more sad at the end of it. But 
Oh, man. Just the fact, like, when the older brother had to go and... Shoot him? Yeah, it was just like... <sighs> Bro, I felt like... I knew that it was coming, and yeah, then and it, it came. Still hit it's just like... The same way. It opened dude, that like, wound up again like, from the oh, game. God. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad, it's, man, yeah. but... I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like, he's... That was another situation... That's another situation that they came across that was life or death. Yeah. In that moment, it was like they had to make rash decisions, and... That's the whole thing about this series, too, is in a split second, you have to be able to make those decisions. If you don't make those decisions, you're going to die. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing about this world. And in the game, too. That's kind of how it is in the game. Like, like let's say, uh, I mean, one of the things in the game that was really hard was when you were traveling through buildings and you had clickers around you. You had to think, okay, if they stop and do this, okay, I kind of know their pattern, but they could change at any moment. Right. And that was a different thing. And that's kind of what the series had. That's what they portray in the series as well. You know? Huh. I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely. That that was actually, yeah, that was actually a really, I guess that would be a good change if anything. Because originally it was in Pittsburgh, but this one's like Kansas City. And but I think it was a ori- I think it was shot in Canada. Most of this shit was shot in Canada, for budget reasons. Again, <laughs> yeah, they had a they had a shot the crew in one of the aerial shots. In really, <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a blooper that someone noticed uh, in the episode in the snow. Oh yeah, Definitely. I think when they go came across <laughs> that native couple. They go, yeah, the Native American. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and then they were just like, no, uh, that change. Like a sh- like a over pan- overhead shot with a drone. Yeah. from a bridge, and then you could see like the set team walking along the road. You know, really? I was like, oh shit! <laughs> it's like, oh fuck! It was that a great shot it. though. That's yeah. probably why they kept it, and they were like, that shit's good. That shit's good. Who cares about those other people? <laughs> and um, no one probably noticed it because you can barely notice it, bro. Honestly, that's one of the things that HBO has, uh, they're known for, is that they add things that aren't supposed to be there, like uh, <clears throat> Starbucks cup and Game of Thrones. <laughs> they're like, it belongs, it belongs there. They digitally removed that shit, and I heard, I heard another thing that they had in, in this show that they digitally. It was there originally, but then they digitally removed it later on. When Can we move it. into that kind of stuff? Because that's kind of the stuff that I like to talk about, yeah. too. Um, wait, just one more thing. Uh, what do you think about Kathleen? Kathleen? Who's yeah, that? the leader of the resistance. Whenever she was part of the Sam and Henry arc. Oh, okay. The one that was gonna the yeah. locked him up and shot the shot the doctor in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an actual actor or act. Yeah, that played in the in the game, right? Wait, the doctor? I think, no, 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 Kathleen. No, Kathleen's new. She's a new I thought character. She wasn't. No, she was in the. Okay, game, this is what I wanted she? to say. She fits in that role so perfectly that you could see her as an actual like Last of Us character. No, she was, wasn't she? No, she she wasn't. Oh my god, dude! Like they sold that so well then because like that's what I'm saying. I could have swore I saw pieces of that storyline in the uh, game. No, that was she was not part of that whole game. What? Yeah, bro, because that whole bit they were replaced by hunters, 
And hunters were like basically like they're standing for that. Because that whole arc where they resisted like Fedra and all that, that's new. That's the new change that they did. But her being the leader of it, like she feels like a Last of Us like character so well. Dude, she fits in perfectly in like the whole brother thing. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Like they added that and that was Played pretty well. It. I mean, it, it went in pretty well. It was the girl yeah. from uh, uh, Two and a Half Men. Two and right? a Half Men, Rose. Yeah. She's stuck. She super glued my nuts to my legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rose. There you go. I love, fuck, I love it. She's, she's in like other things. She's in Yellow Jacket and a bunch of shows. I, just, I, I actually watched um, Perks of Being a Wallflower the other day, and she's the aunt. I won't give away like what she did in that uh, movie, but oh god, yeah. <laughs> I was like second guessing myself. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. And then she played it so well. She's she's a really great actress. Yeah, you know, and she really sold it. But it sucks that like she kind of got criticized for body shaming. Really? Yeah. People were saying that. Oh, she. Well, I think it. one girl was saying about that. She, I think she was like some girl from like um, America's Top Model or some shit. And I'm just like, oh, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> really? Stay in your world, bro. Yeah. Stay in your world. <laughs> Come on, you were in Tyra Banks's fucking show and you're body shaming. The irony on that. And it's like, yeah, bro. But no, she did a good job. She played a really deceitful. Not deceitful, but a character you love to hate type of person. She was like the anti-David. She was, actually. You know? Yeah. She was like keeping everybody fed, keeping everybody happy, had shit, like had shit on lock, like had everybody kind of like a whole military team at her at yeah. her fingertips. Like, yeah. That was pretty a, badass. A diff- yeah, a different type of society, if you will. You know, yeah. like a different aspect and stuff. But she got what she deserved because... Kids die all the time, and then the kill fuck literally kills her. I was like, "That was fucking crazy." Well deserved death. Well deserved death. Poor Perry, man. There he went. <laughs> there he went. Yeah, there he goes. Don't protect a bitch like yeah. that. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the graphics, bro. The what? Let's talk about the graphics. The, the money graphics. shots. I love. Other the shots of the when they were in Boston, obviously those shots of Boston, I think they were CGI. Yeah, you know, so yeah, you had like were. a real set, and then it was CGI. It was like then, the building, and then yeah. behind that, it was just like yeah, and then she's and then it's that part of the game, and also the TV show where he's like, oh, is it everything you ever expected? It was like, uh, I forgot I the don't line. No, he's <laughs> like, I guess. No, no, she doesn't say that. <laughs> She's like, "Hey, you can't deny the view," or something somewhere between yeah, the lines. That's what yeah. that's what it was. Can't deny that view. And it was a good view. <laughs> yeah, but that's what really I'm saying. Graphically, that shit was. Dude, so the good. way they added all those buildings toppled over and stuff, like you could tell, they had planned those shots out perfectly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what that's the difference between um, planning shots. St- like for the storyboard, like exactly how you shot it, doing the angle, getting everything correct versus, okay, we're going to just fix it in post. Right. You know? 
Yeah, definitely the sets were like straight out of the game. And a lot of people have been saying it's like, oh, of course the world will look like this because you have like grass or you have weeds like overgrowing like, you know, parts of the building or a car. And the car's, you know, being rusted as it is. And it gives it more of a realistic look for it. And something that a lot of people didn't even think about when it comes to like post-apocalyptic like settings and stuff, you know? Because of course, nature's going to overgrow that shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, it's just... Well, I mean, when you go into the college and you see like the the whole giraffe scene, all right? That wasn't the college. It, yeah, it was. What are you talking about, fool? Weren't they going to like the college? Like no, 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 no. The college is a different scene. But when they were going through um, Salt Lake City. That was near the zoo. <laughs> it was near like the that. zoo. That's, That's you know, I'm confusing you, it. But you're confusing it because there the was monkeys. It's the same. No, no, no. Because there was monkeys running around in the... Cr- and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's why you're getting confused. Yeah, so... There was two animals... Okay, yeah, that's that. true. Okay, yeah. that was, there were two different scenes with yeah, uh, two different scenes chimpanzees. Yeah. Um, but the giraffe scene, Rox is like, no, that's a real giraffe. And it's I was a real like, giraffe. Nah, no, it's not. Bro, you know how I know it was a real giraffe? There's no way you can make the tongue look that good. And I was like, because when it comes to like something animated and when they put out like tongues or anything, like it's like gross yeah. or whatever, they never do it right. And it right. seems like obvious. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I think that's a real giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw that and I was like, okay, that looks real, but it also looks like digital. And when I looked back into it. I know the background was They digital. did. No, they actually did touch up the giraffe. They look a little too clean. What they did was they put shaders on it. So they basically, you know, the direction where the sun was hitting them. Right. They matched that. So they're like right because it was like um, the giraffe wasn't close in like a I think it was a what is dude it the, was a studio behind the scenes yeah it was like a blue screen yeah everything was blue screen so there was a whole part where like the giraffe will pop up and then the other side that's where like you know the keepers will be at to like you know guide the giraffe mm-hmm. into the set and stuff but yeah that's what I read up and I was like yeah like it looks I know. Some things are like not real, but I know like that giraffe was kind of like, kind of. It was no okay. It, it look, looked a, it looked a little weird, but it, it was just like I know it, it was a real, real. giraffe. Yeah, but, like I know it was real. But when they cut, basically what they do is, they create a filter around everything else but the giraffe and its neck and its head and every single one of its hairs. Right. So they're cutting it out, right? And then what they're doing is frame by frame. AI takes over and cuts it out for every single scene. Yeah. Once they have that, then they can actually use like a bump map, I think, mm-hmm. and pop out every single aspect of it and create almost like a 3D okay, model yeah. from it. I get it. Yeah. The giraffe is definitely real, but it was a giraffe, a real giraffe with like lighting effects added onto it. Yes. It was yeah. like UV lighting and maybe like touching up like some tones here and there. Yeah. But. It was a real giraffe, yeah, and all of its action <laughs> was real. Yeah, so glad you learned. It was that. a hybrid, <laughs> definitely. <a> hybrid. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the epic shots of like uh, Ellie crossing the planks of wood from one building to another, 
I think it's right before that uh, scene where they talk about the view or right after it. Yeah. And then they walk across the bridge and you just see like that was shot on like in a studio with a blue screen behind it. And all they had was the building and the planks of wood and everything else. They just like made yeah, you know what's You know what's set and then obviously the background. Like- well, no, but that's what I was going to say is they did a really good job. I feel of blending the the props and blending the CGI together. Yeah. You know, as they should. Yeah, I really th- didn't make the show. It's just making it real enough, but also like you know, um, you're not on location, so you have to like compromise with that. See, like uh, in the episode with Riley, right? Right. When they're in the old mall and shit, it like, was only a first. Uh, there's no second floor in that mall, from what I heard. Oh, yeah, like they totally recreated the inside of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, because it seemed too short almost, you know, but Uh, whatever, like they sold it. (laughs) But uh, what I was going to say, remember when they see that zombie with like the flannel shirt, I think that was inside of there. Oh, the one that attacked. Yeah, like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, what is it, infected that. They actually built, they actually made the models like they, they used uh, physical props and makeup and everything like to put them in there and then they would shoot it and then still go back and re-render everything with CGI and like put all the lighting effects and make everything look a little bit more, you Touched know, up. creepier, you know, and like <laughs> put the veins in and like do shit like that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like that's, that was kind of, cause then there's, there's real makeup and then there's CGI makeup and that's what they blended really well. I feel like in this series. Yeah, definitely. Really like that. Yeah. Uh, is there any scenes that stand out to you that we didn't really talk about? Or... This is the highlights. Man, I want to see, <laughs> I want to say that scene when they had Ellie on the chopping block. Yeah. That's straight up from the game. And yeah. <laughs> they were about to chop her up and she straight up gets the freaking cleaver and like right into yeah. the actor that played Joel. Yeah. And like did the Troy CGI Baker. Actor, Troy Baker right into like his uh, <laughs> tricep or not his tricep is like tra- traps. Some are some artillery vein. <laughs> and it just gushes. It just is like that was the that was cool, actually. He talked about that. He's like, I saw that, and I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, even if you're like, you know, you being chopped up, it would be an honor. He's just like, dude, that's a good fact. It's just like me getting chopped up in the blood gushing. It's just like. <laughs> it was it was dope. Dude, it was it, a really good that scene. That was one of the I coolest like, ones, I fuck. think. And then, uh, I mean, just the scene of, man, when that hole opened up in the ground. With that sniper and all those freaking zombies came oh, out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was like the most infected that you've seen in the whole series. Yeah. And for the rest of the series, I think. That's where it ends. That's where it ends. Well, you get once in a while. but See, but that that's like, what I'm saying. That's where all the money went. <laughs> and, and maybe that's why. That's where they fucked up. Because what they did was they introduced people and said, all right, this is kind of the bar for the rest of the series. Like this many infected at once. You're right. But I think it was just like a sense of balance because... Um, well, the next, well, this other scene that you also get to see infected is when they're looking over, they're in Boston, they're, uh, overlooking like the whole city and then you see like a bunch of effect. Well, obviously I think that was all CGI and stuff. Yeah. You know, so you don't really get that much action. 
but I think they just like showed infection like at that first part. Um, that's one of my scenes that highlights is that first part where they go into like some the museum. Obviously, in the game, it was the museum. Yeah. And the show, I think it still is museum. And you see like the first set of infection infected. And then you see them. And then this is the most that you see. And then it goes back to like, oh, they're diminishing down to numbers. Like, oh, it's only down to like one infected every episode and stuff. Yeah. You know, but I think, yeah, I think they should have like, uh, they should have definitely toned it down a little bit. Little they by little, it, but also just they like, toned it down too much. At, at yeah. like they got us introduced to like a lot of cool looking fucking zombies and shit like that, and they just took it away. You know, it was yeah. more about like the situations with people and stuff like that. And you would think, you know, if there's infected roaming everywhere, you'd come across some every episode. You know, even if it was just like a crazy like little snippet of a 15 second scene of him just killing yeah. one, would have been I think cool. Oh, you know where they people would have um, expected one is that David scene yeah. because in the game you're with him and there's a bunch of effect that coming at you that is the trapped. one scene that I'm gonna <laughs> that I was gonna talk about that I wish they would have put in a series yeah because in the game that is one of the hardest parts it's so fucking hard <laughs> it's hard because one you're Ellie I think you only have a switchblade on you and like no, no, no! You do have like a rifle because she, you take away the rifle from David, but also you have like a, a whole arsenal. But you have, you only have like a limited few amount amount of time to actually like craft things up before like the next yeah. round comes into it. So it's like a, uh, what do you call it? I want to say elimination round, or the, it's like a survival mode. There you go. So, but this is the thing about that. No, there's an effort, but yeah. This is the thing about that scene is cinematically, <clears throat> the way that scene in the video game is shot, it's like you're in an old mill and there's a bridge coming towards the area mm -hmm. that you're at. So when you look out the window, you could see the top of the bridge and like the windows coming toward, like the openings coming towards you. And then you could also see people on the other side, like aiming at you. So there's also people sniping at you through the window. I so yeah, no, you could see it. So like, if you go through there, you could actually snipe them before they even get to you. Oh, I thought you meant like people are sniping at you. Like, oh, that's a different game. No, no, no. They do shoot at you. They do shoot at you while they're coming up. You have to take a, a couple wait, of them wait, out. Wait, but wait, once wait. you're in there, what are you talking about? Like actual people, like. Not infected people. Both. It's like infected and... No, no, no. It's all infected people that come at you. But you have the option to like shoot at them ahead of yeah. time. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's what I'm talking about is like in that situation, <laughs> Yeah. you could look down and like the way you could see, it's like the perspective of the game. It's like 3D. Like you're playing, like it's fully taken advantage of that your vantage space point. That yeah. Moment. Yeah. And that, that's what I really liked. And I feel like if they would have would have been able to shoot that somehow and, like, see that people were coming at her and stuff like that. Yeah. That would have been a really great shot Cause, if they kept that in there. Because it showed, look, to me, in this series, Ellie, her most badass point was when she killed the guy. But to me, in the game, when you fight as Ellie and you go through all those people, that was the most badass point when you were playing as her. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the DLC. Um, which I wanted to point that out because, again, the way that people play is, you know, before you get into that chapter where you play Ellie alone, um, 
yeah, before you play it as Ellie, you go into the DLC, and that's exactly the way that they chronically uh, put that in order in this season. Because when you play the DLC, you get to play as Ellie and stuff. So it's like going back and forth within the chronicle of being in the mall. Because Joel is a... Um, because Ellie and Joel actually go into a mall. They don't go straight to like where we see in the show. They go straight to the mall. And that's also like a reminiscent of when Ellie and Riley, her best friend right before she got bit, went into the mall. And that explains like the whole backstory of like her losing someone that she loved. And also like the origins of how she got bit and stuff. Which they don't go too crazy about it in the show. But in that episode, it really shows, like, the relationship of between the both of them. And also, like, the two sides that they were on. Because uh, what we learned, and this isn't explained in the game as well. Um, Ellie was actually uh, part of, like, the Federa training, which is pretty interesting. As yeah. opposed to, like, Riley being, like, part of the Fireflies and stuff. So you get, like, two sides of the same coin. Really, like the duality. Yeah, exactly. Romeo and Juliet. Exactly, and you know, certain things go exactly as they do in the DLC, and we get to see that shit, and it's cool because, like, in the game, they they don't have like the copyright for it, but they were playing like a Mortal Kombat type of game, but in the show, they're actually playing Mortal Kombat too. So it was kind of cool to actually see, like, you know, a show about a video game shows a them playing a video game. One of the with, most epic video were. games. Exactly. I would say. And it was just like, oh, dude, like, just going into the arcade, it's just like, ooh, like, it's, it brought nostalgia to a lot of people. Well, really. yeah. I mean, just that them, like, the mall lighting up like that did. And that's the whole sick point of that scene is like, They've only read about this kind of stuff, and now they get to experience it in real life for once. Yeah. And the Halloween store is one of Ellie's favorite holidays she remembers, and she talks about it in the actual game. So you get to see her and Riley try on different masks and just be goofballs inside of the Halloween store. And that it's was like, a fun part of the game, and also a fun part of the show, too. But they got, I want to say, the translation of that whole scene and the show was exact. Like, yeah, the only was, thing that was different was the game, but everything else yeah. was, like, exact. Even the names of the places in the stores, you know? Yeah, well, the places in the store, they don't have rights to that, but... Um, yeah, no, they, some, some of them, like, you the, definitely see, like, certain... Where they took photos and stuff? That was the actual photo booth from the game. You know, yeah, there was, I like, know. little the, things like yeah, that. Yeah, the only difference in that photo booth is that they send it to... They have the option to send it over to Facebook, and then they made a joke about, like, what the hell's a Facebook? Yeah. And stuff. But in the show, they don't really show that shit. Yeah. They just, like, printed it out, and they got the picture yeah. right there and then. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so everything's one in age well, so I think that was uh, on point. Because in this story, uh, one of the things we need to talk about is, like, in the story of Last of Us, in that setting... It takes place in like 2013 when the infection happens, but in the TV show, it happens in 2003, and it takes place like in 2023 at our time, but in the game, it takes place like further into the future, huh? In 2033, 
Huh. Yeah. That's why Joel ages so much in that time. I mean, the time gap is still the same, but it's just like different. Um, it's just a different time zone. Well, not different time zone, but different. Um, so, I mean, obviously they're going to do time. They're going to do part two, right? Yeah. So what are your expectations for that? We're not going to talk about it on the next one. <laughs> I mean, just really quick. Just like kind of skim over. Just like. Uh, I heard rumors that they already uh, casted the girl who's going to play. Um... God damn it. It's just giving my name. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah. It's like the other anti, the anti-hero group. Uh, yeah. On the other side of it, they're the heroes. But, you know, to them, they're Do you them, think they're, they're going to keep Joel you know uh, yeah i think so yeah. i i think they're gonna keep joel alive and like we'll Maybe? see what happens oh, look God. no spoilers on this one you got you got a lot of juice out of this one you know what i'm saying uh, yeah. <laughs> all right final thoughts what do you think uh, yeah let's go into final thoughts um final thoughts i think this game really pulled through with everything that's got but also we love to see a lot of things like we mentioned beforehand but I feel like this is the right direction in having to do um, video game to movie or TV, in this case, adaption, pretty well. But I th- I feel like it was just like they had the advantage because there was, there was already like a good story going along with it on the video game oh, aspect yeah, of it. Oh, yeah, that's a great advantage, yeah. And then they just kind of enhanced it even more. But, you know, it was something with like, yeah, a video game with a good story. And then translate it over to like um, a movie or TV show. It's like it's still pretty fucking mm-hmm. hard. But this one, I felt like this was easy. It's not easy, but still, I think it was more the easier side of it. Easier video games to adapt to. Right. And, you know, I felt like they just enhanced it more just because Craig Mason asked a bunch of questions. And then based on those questions, they that's what made the show. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that the most important thing to take away from this, and it's like, yes, this is a great translation and everything like that. But if you notice in the beginning um, of the credits, it showed PlayStation Productions. Yeah, so it is definitely a collaboration. So that only tells me that this is one of many playstation games to be converted into series i mean it's not the first one right but this is the first one that's under playstation isn't it no the first one that they really capitalized on using sony is uncharted the uncharted movie that came out right so that was playstation productions right mm-hmm. okay so that's what so like that was their that and that was their first uh that was their first game that they released yeah basically so they're kind of just going in order so what's the next one that was in order for playstation like the playstation games i mean okay so i want to say it was I, the one no no no, no, no. i heard i already heard that they were gonna do a td tv adaption of horizon yeah and also god of war that's the two that i heard that see that's what i'm saying adaption. so i'm feeling yeah. like in the next decade or so we might see adaptations for those video game series as well yeah this is one of many so that's think, kind of my bottom line on this whole episode right here. Now that you say that, I think this is uh, 
the new trend in movies that's gonna come up. We already have Marvel. Marvel. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna talk about Marvel. Look, but. <laughs> it. This is the thing: is Marvel, just like with this as well. This is what they have in common. All of their story has already been written. It's just enhancing it. So with Sony, Making a, all the games have already and stories it, yeah. have already been written. But now they all they have to do is enhance it. You know? Yeah. Well, they're going to do it in a different way. Way different than they expected. With this one, like, the blueprints were there. But they just, like, added more onto it. Yeah. I just feel like they're going to do a different version of what they already seen. Yep. Final thoughts on the ride on Tropical? Fruity, tropical, guava, smooth. Guava. Ready um, for the uh, ready for the summertime right here. Very bright. This is definitely a summertime. This would beer. be a good one to actually mix with juice. I don't know about juice. I would like that, it like a brass like monkey kind of. <laughs> just a little bit, you know. Just give that little juiciness to it, but just a little bit. Definitely uh, doesn't taste as. Strong as it says it is, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Craft Cast. Let's hit that button. How long was that episode? Jesus. Welcome to Cold Dirty Craft. Perfect. It's not bad. Perfect. Yeah. That's what we're aiming for now, people. Yeah. Follow us, Golden Craft Cast, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube is where we go live sometimes. Check us out. We're even on Twitch sometimes, streaming some games. The punts, man. The punts were the best thing about that fucking show. Give him one. Did you know that diarrhea is hereditary? Why? What? It runs in your jeans. That was terrible. (laughs) 